Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on the day's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. We're talking fantasy trade targets that you should go after throughout this week. And then, of course, we're going to talk all-star game. We're going to talk the current standings and all the latest Major League Baseball news, followed by a review of everything that's been going on with the fantasy season thus far. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Play ball! Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show presented by Belly Up Fantasy Sports and Righteous Felon Jerky. I'm your host, Vince Stover. I'm joined by the senior fantasy baseball writer from BellyUpFantasySports.com, the one and only Kevin Wilson, a uh, three-time All-Star now. Um, I just made that up. But uh, nonetheless, Kevin's <laughs> back with us. Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing great. And uh, we had a little rain this morning, cooled things down just a little bit. So we appreciate that. And uh, it, it's been a good weekend. So, And we're starting uh, the All-Star break. So... Baseball is in the headlines, and I am here to talk about that. So very happy <laughs> well, about that. Yeah, I'm not ready for this week, man. I So last week I only worked two days, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and uh, that was so nice. And then uh, today my family went out of town, so it's just me at the house, and uh, I've got a, a full work week ahead of me, plenty of things around the house I need to do while the family's gone, and uh, not really no baseball to watch while I'm doing it. So and, and <laughs> I hate blackouts. Brewers are playing the Reds. I'm in the Reds TV territory, so they get blacked out for me on MLB TV, and I don't get to watch Brewers-Reds games. I do get to listen to them, which is great with Bob Uecker, but uh, nonetheless, kind of sad. But anyways, yes, it's All-Star Week. We've hit that point in the season. Hard to believe we've made it this far. That's right. uh, So far, and All-Star, we'll talk about the All-Star game here in just a minute, but um, we're at that point now. We've got surprises. We'll talk about all that. I need to, I'm getting ahead of myself. All right, let's get to segment number one. Our okay. fantasy, fantasy burner segment. All right, we do want to welcome in all our live viewers watching us on the Sports Stove YouTube page or the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page and all those listening later on via the podcast or watching the replay on YouTube as well. Uh, thank you for joining us. This is our Fantasy Burner segment where we take a quick fantasy topic 
And today's uh, Fantasy Burner segment, we're talking fantasy trade targets. We're not going to be a whole lot of uh, waiver wire pickups this week, although you could still go make some. Uh, but it's that time to start looking into the trade aspect. Who can I acquire that would be worth getting? And uh, so hopefully, I, I don't know who Kevin picked just yet, uh, but we wanted to give some people that made sense that, hey, this is someone you could actually go out and get uh, versus saying, well, Aaron Judge, right? Everybody wants to acquire Aaron Judge, but he's going to be a hard one to get. So uh, right. let's get going. I, I'm going to start us off. I've got three, actually technically four, but uh, a third one that I'll package together. I want to start off, though, with first baseman Christian Walker from Arizona. And the reason why I think he's acquirable is because he's not the big name. He's not even the big name in Arizona, but he's the third best first baseman and points leagues this year in fantasy baseball. And he's outperforming Vlad Guerrero Jr., uh, Paul Goldschmidt, even Pete Alonso. Uh, so I was thinking if you had Vlad or you had Goldie or you had Alonso, why not take them and... Uh, request a trade to acquire Christian Walker and somebody else because those names are going to pull more more value even if their stats don't don't back it up. So if I had Vlad, which I don't, you can make that move for Christian Walker and a second player. You might be able to make a pretty good deal out of that one. Okay. I, I could see that. And, you know, we're talking about players, of course, that you don't have a reasonable expectation of getting them off the waiver wire. Otherwise, why would you need a trade? And so – I was looking around, just kind of looking, and one of the names I stumbled upon was Kyle Schorber of the Philadelphia Phillies. And uh, he's a guy, because I'm looking at it, he's not even hitting 200, but he's a guy that we know can hit all of a sudden eight home runs in a, in, in a week and a half. And so if you take and you go after the, you know, let's say the guy needs pitching and you've got a mid-level tier pitcher, maybe one of the guys that I talked about that's an all-star in name, but really not performing as an all-star in fantasy and say, Hey, I want to trade you my all-star pitcher. Can you give me Kyle Schwarber? Maybe you could put together something and, uh, and just when you get him, just wait for that snap to happen. Cause he's in that lineup. He's going to play every day. So I like Kyle Schorber as a trade target because I just, the second half, he's, he's going to have that spell and I'd like it to be on my team when he does. <laughs> well, I hope that people in one of my other leagues are listening to this, Kevin. I've been trying to shop Schwarber uh, for about three days now. Um, I've been packaging him uh, and Gunnar Henderson <laughs> okay. together, trying to get, trying to get somebody. And uh, to this point, no nibbles on on that bait, but I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you. I think, to me, Schwarber's a guy. Um, I've had him on my team all year in this one league, and so I'm tired of him. But but if I didn't have him on my team, he's a guy that I would look yeah. at and go, yeah, I, I think I'd take a shot at him. That, that I like that pick. I think that makes a lot of sense. Right, and you know, being tired of him is something that I would like to play. You know, on that if yeah. the guy has him, because unless uh. Well, I'm looking uh, – Chase has them in our league, so it's not one of the Philadelphia brethren. Right. So, you know, they're not married to him and yeah. won't trade him. So maybe Chase and I can come to some kind of an agreement on this. Yeah. See like what happens. Uh, all right. Here's a guy 
that I have in all the leagues that I'm in, so I don't have to try to acquire him. Uh, but not everybody else views him as highly as I do, and that's Christian Yelich. Uh, Yelich is a guy that obviously has had down years the last couple years since his MVP, but he's currently seventh in outfielders and points leagues. And uh, he could be acquired for guys like George Springer, who has 25 less points, or Nick Castellanos, who has 26 less points. Mike Trout has 35 less points. Julio Rodriguez has 57 less points. And I would assume a non-Brewer fan, if you said, hey, I'll give you Julio Rodriguez for Christian Yelich, they would do that in a heartbeat. And Yelich is 57 points better than Rodriguez this year. Now, Yelich is not an MVP this year. He's not putting up those kind of numbers. But his fantasy value is back, and he's doing what That's he right. needs to be fantasy relevant. Okay, I, I could, I, I could pretty much say I wouldn't trade Julio Rodriguez for him, pretty flat out. But uh, that's you look at that, the numbers. Uh, yes, and <laughs> he's a guy, and he, and yeah, you talked about him. You're, you know, you're the Christian Yelich. Surprised you don't have a poster of him behind you there. But uh, so that's a guy that yes. I would think that if I'm going to trade, uh, that pitching would be the way I'd go to try and get him. Sure. So that could work. And then my second target is a pitcher. And he's a guy who, if you'll recall, on draft, before the draft, I said he's on my do not draft list. And he started out gangbusters in his first start and then went off the table. I'm talking about Dylan Cease of the Chicago White Sox. Sure. Okay, and so he just had a murderous situation going on there. But uh, he, and even the last couple of weeks, he's only has 19 fantasy points in his last two games. And uh, St. Louis hit him up for five runs on 11 hits. But before yeah. that, he uh, he was getting it back. He pitched six innings in a, or into the six and four straight starts. So he'll give you strikeouts. You know that. And so I would try and trade one of the guys that I mentioned on my all-star all list who, to me, is not an all-star in fantasy, uh, depending on what the guy needs. Uh, Orlando Arcia is an all-star, but I don't view him as that. Right. But to somebody like that, you mentioned Springer a moment ago, Merrifield, they're all all-stars. So maybe you could say, hey, I got an all-star player here for you. And Dylan Cease is nowhere near that all-star game. So maybe we can come to an agreement. I like that one a lot. I have Cease in a categories league um, and uh, 123 strikeouts. He, really where he's hurting me is ERA. But outside of that, he's given me enough everywhere else that it's it's leveled itself out. He's, he's doing decent for me. Um, I like Dylan Cease a lot, and I think the White Sox are going to be sellers at the deadline. I do and too. He might actually he, move to a better situation. And you know, I've heard this for a while now that he, the Texas Rangers, might be in the running to get him. If he comes to Texas, then his value will go completely stratospheric. Yeah, definitely. Now I've got I've got two pitchers on the same team, and I don't think one I don't think one you could get. Um, the other one I think you possibly could get. And the two pitchers are from Minnesota, Pablo Lopez and Joe Ryan. Pablo okay. Lopez, I don't think you could get right now. I think people are a little too high on him. 
Um, and he's doing well. He's he's, right. he's worth keeping around. And he's he just went to the All Star team, so you got yep. that going. Yep. But him and Joe Ryan have the exact same amount of fantasy points. Uh, they're eleventh in starting pitchers in fantasy points on the season. Uh, they are ahead of guys like Luis Castillo, Aaron Nola, Elder, Cor- Corbin Burns. Now I wouldn't trade Burns, Nola. Uh, actually, to say that I actually made an offer with Nola to get a couple guys, but Joe Ryan being one of them. Um, the fantasy value, this the their production fantasy wise has been better than those guys this year. Joe Ryan is not that fancy name. It's not the guy they got traded for Luis Arias. It's not the all-star. It's not the, the guy that everybody thinks of when you think of great pitchers, yet his fantasy value is great. And I think you can make a move getting one of those uh, batters who maybe have underperformed this year uh, but have a name. If you move one of those guys and go out and get yourself a Joe Ryan, if you can get Pablo Lopez, I say go for it. I love Lopez. He's done very well in my categories league as well. Um, but I think Joe Ryan might be a little bit more feasible for people to get because he doesn't quite have that same star power. Okay, I could see that. And uh, the last pitch, I'm going to bring up a pitcher as well, and he's a guy who uh, absolutely scared the the brains out of people earlier in the season. But uh, and he pitches for Toronto, Jose Barrios. Yeah. And uh, if you look at this, even though the scares and everything else, he has a 3.50 ERA. And um, out of his last six starts, they've been pretty good except for one where he got hit for five runs against Miami. But beyond that, 18 points, 29, 21, 12, 26. And so people might have some Jose Barrios fatigue. But uh, so maybe you can make a move on him because Toronto, we all, you know, we talked about Toronto on the uh, Super Show the other day. And, uh, you got to figure they're going to make a run at some point. So I think he's a second half pitcher to definitely keep your eyes on. Yeah. You said the, the word fatigue. I, I got him off of waivers in a league this week. Uh, someone dropped him, and I was like, hello. So I went and snagged him. And <laughs> that's not uh, happened you know, in our league is at 84.3% owned. Yeah, so, yeah. so he's still on a roster in most places. Sure. And uh, maybe you can come in there. Like I said, and you, there, there's all kinds of examples that I could name that are all stars. That hey, you need an all star hitter? I've got an all star hitter for you. I've got Let's one. See if you can make Brett a deal. Brooker. <laughs> That's right. Brett Brooker <laughs> is one of them. And uh, you know, if you need a catcher, I got a catcher for you from the Colorado Rockies. I'd be more than happy to trade. Yeah. So guys like that, maybe you can make a move and get yourself a pitcher what i think is going to have a big second half sure all right there you go some trade targets for you to consider uh i mean we preach it over and over and over again just go look at the numbers don't the numbers don't lie and other guys who start slow and then pick up and you got to be aware of those guys but there's no reason to hold on to a guy um well, we'll get this to the last. We get, well, I'll save that for the last segment. We got plenty of that to talk about. All right. That's our Fantasy Burner segment. <laughs> Let's get to the next one, the call to the pit. <laughs> our call to the pin is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land, and they locked up the supply and guarantee the best tasting 
best textured and freshest beef jerky on the market. Visit RighteousFelon.com. Use promo code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. Uh, I want to start this segment, Kevin, just with the basic all-star game feel. How are you feeling about it? Are you excited for it? Do you care about it? Uh, what's your feeling going into this week? Well, I think, you know, because I'm a baseball guy, of course, and so I think I'm a little bit more into all-star game than, than a lot of people are. And um, I'm looking at these rosters, and I think that because um, the American League has been dominating in the all-star game, but uh, I think the National League has a team that they can bring in there that's going to it's going to be a good team and uh, the American league would be stronger, but they've got some real injuries going on and then replacements. And so I I'm, I'm looking forward to the game and uh, the, uh, the home run derby has a, has a local, you know, for me anyway, guy Mookie Betts in it. So I'm looking forward to that. So I, I, I kind of like this break cause you can watch some baseball, but kind of take a little bit of break from, the fantasy side of things and just, you know, enjoy the game. Yeah, I agree. Um, been a lot of additions uh, to the roster since we first last talked about it. David Bednar, Craig Kimball, uh, Kodai Senga, Alex Cobb, Corbin Burns, uh, Geraldo Perdoma. That was an interesting addition. Uh, yeah. Steps in Carlos Estevez, Jordan Romano, Pablo Lopez, George Kirby, and Julio Rodriguez, Kyle Tucker, Wander Franco all finally get in. Um, you get these guys in there as, a, as additional guys, and they're coming in because of the injuries. Mike Trout out, Aaron Judge out are probably the bigger names. Um, I, I'm not as into the All-Star game as I was when I was younger. Um, for me, I, I mean, you know, if I'm doing nothing else and it's there, I'll turn it on. I'll watch some of it. Uh, All-Star games as a whole – I just don't care about. I well, mean, baseball. Baseball probably does as good a job as anybody. Uh, they do the a great job, game. just because baseball all-star game is played the exact same way as a real baseball game, unlike yeah. any other all-star game. Yeah. Football is is nonsense. Basketball is one sixty to one fifty-four. You know, hockey. You know, it's eleven to eight. Whatever. That's none of that is real. None yeah. of. But baseball games, they're throwing 98 miles an hour and, you know, just like they would in a real game. So it is real baseball. And so I appreciate that about the game of baseball, that it, it's it's real. It's yeah. the same. So. Yeah. Real. And to be fair, there's less contact in baseball, so it's a little safer. Uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but NBA, I think the NBA is the biggest joke. I think the NFL has tried <laughs> to figure it out. They're not going to. But you just can't play that game no, the way that you You can't would. be having some guy coming around the edge and, and sacking, you know, <laughs> somebody and, and, and force their mouth guard to roll 15 feet yeah. away from them. You can't have that in, can't in, have in, in an all-star can't game. Can't have yeah. it. So I'll, I'll watch it uh, to a degree. I won't watch the whole thing. I'll turn it on. Maybe even in the background as I'm doing that's, something else. But you know, I'll do that. Have it on in the background. Maybe doing something else. Yeah. You know, because I'm here. You know, and, and my wife is here. Sandy's here. So, and um, we might do a couple of different things, and and have the game on there and do it that way. Yeah. So everybody's happy in the household. 
Everybody's happy. That's always a good sign uh, yeah. from there. I'll tell you what, though, this season has not gone as we anticipated it would go uh, as far as the standings go overall. No. Uh, no. Let's kind of run through it. Baltimore has almost caught up with the Rays. They're on a five-game win streak. Now they're two back from Tampa. Tampa is still very good, but they did lose seven of their last ten. Um, that hot start now is kind of gone. Um, I still think they're probably a better team than Baltimore, but now you've got blood in the water and uh, Baltimore's chasing. Toronto, though, has jumped up to third. They're seven games back. The Yankees firing their hitting coach uh, eight games back. Boston, nine games back. So that's it's still a race. Everyone over 500. Boston, five games above five 500. Games. Yeah. So, you know, when you talk about last place, you kind of got to give that little caveat, yes, they're in last place, but they're not the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, right. So, right? So Gosh, yeah. that whole division is going to be something else. And they have the advantage because they don't have to play each other as many times as in the past. Yes. So we'll they're see. also the only division that all five teams have a plus run differential. Um, that's okay. not that way in any other division. The Red that's Sox right. the, come the into the, the break at the five game. enough, have the lowest at plus 23. That's Yankees. dropped to plus 20. Yeah. Yeah, today so, it dropped. Well, okay, so, yeah, so I'm, you know, when I'm looking at the standings here, it has, says plus 23, but, yeah, so um, that's the way, you know, I guess that's why this coach, you know, you mentioned, got, got shown the door. Yeah. But well, someone's got to be to blame, do, right? Right, when your six-foot-eight all-star right fielder <laughs> hasn't played a game since he stubbed his toe in, in L.A., but that payroll is too ago. big, too big to say, well, judge is out, so we, we're lost. It shouldn't be that way in New York. They should be able to hold on and, and do something. We'll talk about maybe some of those guys as we get to our next segment. Um, who, outside of Tampa, um, who do you think has the best shot of winning the East? Like who, if you had to bet money on it, and but you weren't allowed to bet on Tampa, who would you put your money on? If I wasn't allowed to bet on Tampa um... – Baltimore is still a young team, and so I think Toronto Blue Jays, even though they're seven out, can fire up if we talked about Barrios a moment ago. Mm-hmm. And if Dalton Varsho can please, you know, get out of his car <laughs> and, you know, stop parking, you know, staying in the in his car during games and start actually hitting, that would be great because they've got the hitting. Vladimir Guerrero, even though he's an all-star, has not been Vladimir Guerrero-ish. So far, Bo Bichette, he leads the league in in batting, if you can believe that. So they've got the, the they've got the pitching, they've got the hitting. So if I was to bet on anyone other than Tampa, it would have to be the Toronto Blue Jays. I'd probably lean that way too. Um, again, you, you, that could change after the trade deadline, but. Uh, as it stands right now, I probably feel safer with Toronto over Baltimore. But Baltimore has been pretty consistent this year as well um, and playing really good baseball. Uh, AL Central, Cleveland overtakes <laughs> Minnesota at the All-Star break by half a game. Um, at 45 that, and 45. That division is <laughs> – I know I'm a Brewer fan. I get it. But that division is rough. Guardians and Twins, it's, it's yeah. a two-team two race. 
Tigers, White Sox, and Royals. I don't. I'm not worried about them whatsoever. There's only one team that has a plus run differential. We're talking right. about that, and that's Minnesota at plus forty. Yeah. And um, Cleveland's minus four. So I think that can because they got an offense that can turn that around. Yeah. So I, I think that's going to come. Uh, Detroit. I'm not buying that. Never did. Right. The White Sox cancel Christmas on them. Minus sixty six run differential. That's just putrid. For a yeah. team that 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 has the offense, they do, and I'm not even going to mention the Royals. There's no 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 need to get into that. All right, who are you putting your imaginary money on? The Guardians or the Twins? I'm gonna keep it on the Twins. Okay, I'll go Guardians. Okay. I think the Guardians okay. have a deeper rotation. Um, I like what the Twins did in the off season. I think they've got the potential for sure, and they should be better than they are. But Cleveland's like Cleveland is the poor man's Tampa. Um, yeah. As bad as they are. Every year, it always seems like they're right there at the end, looking, sniffing the playoffs, sniffing the division. And uh, I, I don't know. I like their rotation. I think they get things together, and I kind of trust Cleveland a little bit more. Right. And you know, I saw this thing that was listed, you know, the odds on pitchers to be traded before the trade deadline, and Shane Bieber's name was on the list. I don't buy that mm. for even half a second. They're in the race. Now, why in the world would the Guardians trade him if they're in the race? For the division that makes no sense to me. the only thing i could think of is uh, if you get a great return because cleveland is not a world series team this year no um and if you could get a, a like a incredible return well then i could see it but outside of that i'm with you i don't see that doesn't make much sense <laughs> no and i don't see them getting an incredible return for him no because even though he's the ace quote unquote he hasn't had that great a year right so they're not now. getting a huge return for him. Yeah, I so agree. You might as well ride the horse until you know, until the knees are completely shot. <laughs> see where, just see where you wind up. Okay, um, let's go out west. The Rangers only two games up on Houston. Seattle six back. The Angels seven back. We don't <laughs> even need to talk about the Athletics. Right. Um, Angels, by the way, on a five-game losing streak, lost nine of their last ten. Um, I don't think anybody and, has a whole lot of confidence in them. And no, especially not. after the last week. Right. You know, you had uh, Trout hurt. Then right. you had Otani blister. Then yeah. you had Rendon, which nobody should believe in in the first place, <laughs> injured his shin. So I'm here to officially play taps on the in, uh, on the Angels season. Okay. Just like I did on the uh, Super Show, which was, what, four days ago now. And there's nothing that – their season is over. And so now all the decision they have to make is, what do we do with Otani? Yeah. They're not trading Otani. I don't, I don't think there's I don't think there's any way in the world you trade Otani. Uh, and I've been yeah. beating that drum for a while. You talk about a lose-lose. Right. <laughs> That's the biggest losing hand ever. Right, you want to you know use a poker analysis. Yeah. There's never been a uh, anyone that had worse hand than whoever the GM is for the Angels, because you know you don't trade Otani. I don't see him on a team next year, so you lose him for nothing. Then, but then if you try if you trade him, are you going to get a return? What it, would that be anyway? For you know equal to his abilities and everything else. So now you're the GM that traded Otani. Exactly. Yeah. And so you're viewed in the same vein as the guy who traded Babe Ruth to the Yankees for, you know, uh, 
uh, what was that money so that you could have a, a you know, a, was it a play or, or whatever it was that they did that they, 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 and then the curse of the Bambino yeah. became, you know, a real thing until 2004. So lose, lose all the way around for the angels completely. Otani for chance is the only winner in that whole scenario. Sure. I think Seattle's out too, Kim. Um, I do too. And, they, and they're such a disappointing team to me. They yeah. had everything going for them. They get in the playoffs. They erase the stain of being the team in, the, in all American sports who had the biggest playoff drought. They actually won a playoff series, excitement, everything else. Pitching they have. And uh, you mentioned, uh, well, you, Castillo is is there. And uh, they've got some you know, young guys and everything else. And, and, and their offense has let them down. Yeah. So – yeah, Seattle Mariners, you can cancel them. So it just comes down to the Rangers, and it comes down to Houston. Yeah. And um, Houston just won three out of four last weekend against the Rangers to make this a race. So it's coming down to the end. But you look at it, Texas has a 153 run different. <laughs> but yeah. it says 100 runs more than the Houston Astros have. Yep. And uh, as we mentioned, as you mentioned, you know, Christian Javier has, we don't even know if he, you know, needs CPR up there or, or what with him. He's so, missing, right? Missing an action. Yeah, he's missing an action. Framber Valdez has been okay, but he's getting to look like uh, a pitcher who, all I'm giving you is two runs and go out there and win. Yeah. So, you got to figure that Houston's going to right the ship at some point. So that's going to be a very interesting race. They're both going to make moves before the all-star, you know, the trade deadline. So AL West, let's get it going. And it'll, it'll be interesting to see who doesn't win that division. Do they make the playoffs with, with all the AL East teams going on? They will. Yeah. I think, I think both of them make the playoffs. Boston um, right now, they're both ahead of Boston and New York. Um, and actually tied with Toronto, Houston is. So um, I, I think that you'll see both uh, Texas and Houston make it, unless one of them has a massive drop-off. Um, right. If the Rangers make the playoffs, that's a huge step forward after oh, six yeah. consecutive losing seasons for them. Yeah, and Texas, Atlanta, and Tampa have both, all three of those have massive run differentials, positive run differentials. Um, all your money, your Rangers or Astros? Uh, well, I, you know, Rangers are up the freeway from me, but it, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's foolish to bet on anybody, but the Houston Astros given their pedigree and what they still have on that team. So I think Houston still wins that division. I agree. It seems like Houston, well, they haven't allowed as many runs as the Rangers. Um, the Rangers have just scored a ridiculous amount of runs. So I'm not sure that can keep up all season, so I'd agree with you. I think I think I go Houston. I think that's the safe bet, um, but I think they both make the playoffs. Um, National League East, I don't even think it's a race. I think Atlanta is clearly the best team in the National League, let alone the National League East. Right. The Marlins are still there at eight and a half back. Phillies well, twelve games back. Mets eighteen and a half games back. The Nationals have been long gone for quite some time. Um, right. 
let's skip the Braves because I think the conversation's obvious with them. I still don't believe in Miami. Am I no, foolish to not believe in them? No, and it, it's amazing. 14 games above 500, and they're minus nine run differential. We've been, I've right. been harping on that. I don't know about anybody else. But uh, at some point, that's got to catch up to them. I still, they could, they could make the playoffs. Yeah, I think they can. But um, you got Philadelphia over there, and um, they look a very similar to what they were a year ago. Right. When they were absolute nonsense, got their manager fired, and then what happened? They wound up all the way in the World Series. And so I see Philadelphia bypassing the uh, uh, Miami. Yeah. And so you're going to have three teams making the, you know, the playoffs in that division. Philadelphia will be in. Miami is in. And, of course, Atlanta is in. So Miami would be is where we need to look at in that division. Miami would currently be first place in the AL Central, first place in the uh, NL or AL West. They would be first place in the uh, NL Central, and they would be first place in the NL West. Um, other than the East Divisions, they're first place team. And, yeah. and they're eight and a half back, and that just goes to show how good Atlanta is. Yeah. Hi, puppies. My dog's broke loose. Um, okay. My cat's still laying over there, so we're good here. Okay, uh, very good. I'm going to have to go take care of that because no one else is in the house and they're going to tear up the house. Uh, but what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break, quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll continue this conversation. If I'm not here when we get back, Kevin will continue this conversation. I will right back. Here's what's cooking on the Sports Stove family of podcast. Hey, everybody, I'm Vince Stover, host of the Sports Stove podcast. And just want to give you some insight on what is ahead and what is going on within the Sports Stove world. We now have three podcasts for you to listen to. It's all under the umbrella of the Sports Stove Podcast. We have the Sports Stove Podcast, the original show, and uh, that's just me and my dad. We're talking all things sports, just like we would riding in the car listening to Sports Talk Radio. We just give it to you, talking NFL, Major League Baseball, college football, college basketball, all things sports. Me and dad bring that to you each week. Then we also have the Sports Stove Local Hour, which covers Eastern Kentucky University sports, where we talk all things EKU with student-athletes, coaches, and administration all come on to talk about everything that's going on inside the world of EKU sports, focused heavily on football, men's and women's basketball, and some EKU baseball as well. And then thirdly, we're introducing the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show, where every week, myself and a guest will bring you all the latest and greatest fantasy baseball news and updates. We'll give you advice, opinions, as well as talk Major League Baseball news throughout the year as well. So make sure you stay tuned for all these great episodes. You can subscribe to the Sports Stove Podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for the Sports Stove Podcast, and you'll find us there. That's what's cooking on the Sports Stove family of podcasts. All right, we're back. Okay, we're back in the game. Hopefully everything's contained. Um, all right, let's move on to the uh, – well, let's keep on with the East. Phillies, Marlins, uh, again, we're betting on second place right now. Uh, yeah. Who You think Philadelphia surpasses Miami? I do. And um, even though it's, uh, what, three and a half, you can make up three and a half. Yeah. Relatively easily. And so, uh, and everybody, you know, because the Mets had won five straight earlier in this week. You know, that's all I have to say about them. 
Yep. No, 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 no. And um, they're yeah, plus I trust Philly more than Miami. A, plus one, that's got to be like the worst looking plus one I think I've ever seen. <laughs> the Mets spend $690 million or whatever it is. Sure. And then get plus one run differential at the all-star break. That's not cutting it. And uh, the owner, everybody saw that, you know, what he had to say. And um, I think that uh, Buck Schulderwaller got the, uh, oh, the, the, what do you call the, the, the when he comes out and, and the, and the, and the, man, the owner says, oh yeah, he's my guy. Oh, vote of confidence. Yeah. The dreaded vote of confidence. Yeah. I think if they don't con- get things completely turned around, Buck Walter will be sitting in a chair just the same as I am, not too distant in the future. I agree. Uh, NL Central, Brewers and Reds just finished a series. They will pick up another series in Cincinnati after the All-Star break as well. Right now, the Reds sit on top in the NL Central. As a Brewers fan, I'm not worried about the Reds, and maybe I'm wrong to be this way, but I'm not worried about the Reds. I'm not worried about the Cubs. I'm not worried about the Pirates. And for once in my life, I can say I'm not worried about the Cardinals. Um, I think this is the Brewers yeah. division. Minus 34, 11 and yeah. a half games out. Yeah. If if Buckshaw Walter isn't the first out and it's not the Cardinal way, then mm. what's his name in, in, in St. Louis? Marmel? Is that it? Is he still there? Yeah. I don't draft managers in fantasy baseball, so I don't pay much attention to it. No, me neither. <laughs> so uh, his goodwill was used up when they lost in the first round of the playoffs last year. Mm. And they're 11 and a half games behind. If they were in the NL East, what would be like 28 and a half back or something by that? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, well, St. Louis. Glad let's, we knew you, but yeah, it's time let's, to let's know, talk about Cincinnati though. Cincinnati okay. is young and exciting. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz is is a blast to watch. What All about that good him? Stuff. But they're what pitching. What about him? Stole second, third, and home, yeah. and back to back to back. Right, first yeah. since 1919. Well, let me say. I don't that. even know if I had a grandparent that was alive in 1919. So, <laughs> sure. you know, but you... I will, I look at this and listen, yes, heads up play by Ellie Data Cruz. We got to give him some credit for that. Um, but just the boneheaded mistake, right? The stealing home was just, you got to call time. You got, everything's got to be dead. You got to know what's going on. And, you know, catcher throws the ball, pitcher turns around, not paying attention. Catcher turns around, not paying attention. And boom, he goes. Brian Anderson at third base is like, hey guys, you know, well, Brian Anderson's got to speak up. Like someone has to be more more attentive. And it seemed like nobody, the dugout, the fielders, nobody was paying attention. Yeah, was, was, it's like little league, you know, is somebody paying attention? Right. It's if like the hidden ball it, trick. It should never happen. And it right, should never it, work. Has anybody played Major League Baseball longer than three months? Right. Well, <laughs> De La Cruz hasn't, but yet there right. he goes. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, listen, so, the Reds pitching. It's not good enough. And I don't think they're going to spend money to make it better um, for the rest of this year. So I, I, that's why I don't now, if the Reds surprise me and they go out and add two pitchers that are worth talking about, then I'll change my tune on the Reds. But until they improve their pitching, I'm not worried about them. And I, I think the Brewers make a move. I don't know what the move is, the Brewers, but I think they make a move. I do too. 
They're a team that makes moves. They're a team that's been in the playoffs. They've been in well, the race. Last so, year they made the move. They went the wrong they direction. They went the wrong way. That's right. Yeah, they traded Hater, and they should have never done that. Now, I, I didn't blame them for trading Hater. I blamed them for not communicating the fact they were going to trade Hater and surprising everybody on a team that had a chance last year. Now, right. again, the team that has a chance this year, they've just got to find the right pieces. The bullpen has underperformed outside of Devin Williams. The bullpen has underperformed. The rotation has underperformed as a whole. When you're getting good good games out of Colin Ray and Wade Miley, but you're getting bad right. games out of Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta. Right. By he's the way, all, he's one of Freddie those all-star name-only guys to me. Burns, yeah, which pains me. I know it pains you because he pitches for Milwaukee, but he pains yeah. me because in the other league that I'm in, yeah. I took him my first pitcher. Yeah. All right. So, and he has been nothing like he's an not been what he was. Fantasy pitcher, Cy Young winner. Yeah. What? The yeah, level? it's not been great, but I still think it's Milwaukee's division. I do. Uh, I do you too. agree with that? I do. And um, you know, Milwaukee, they went, they they punched. Cincinnati punched. They punched back. Yeah. So I see that continuing down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, NL West, it's uh, technically zero games behind tie Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Slightly different record, uh, but nonetheless, uh, they're right there together. And San Francisco's right. hanging around two and a half back. Padres, eight and a half, still under 500. And the Rockies, of course, out of it as well. So let's spend our time on the top three because we all know the Padres are disappointing, but neither of us have a whole lot of confidence in them. Um, I think it's a Dodgers diamondback race. I think the giants are going to sniff the wild card, but I don't think they're a legit threat for the division. I think it's the Arizona and Los Angeles. Right. And it's going to be interesting to see because Arizona is coming off the first really stinky stretch, if you will. Mm. Right. And they're a young team and, and we can't even talk about pressure. It's only July. Yeah. Okay, so how do they react to this little dry spell going into the All-Star break? And so how do they come out of it? I don't see Arizona making a whole lot of moves with, you know, trades and, and everything. I think they do. They could, I think they make but... moves to the pitching. They're not going to add anybody, I don't think, offensively. But I think the pitching, again, a guy like Dylan Cease, you add him to this Arizona team, that, that yep. really strengthens them. Okay, so uh, but you know full well, the Dodgers know how yeah. to make a move. Yeah. And so you can expect True. them to make a move, whether it's Otani or not, which I'm going to say not at this point. I'd have but, to look uh, at they control can make the things, they have, You talk about pitching. Yeah. The Dodgers need to shore up their pitching like no other contending team to me. And I think they will. But here's my question. Exactly that. If they're going to make a swing at Otani and the offseason – they have to be somewhat careful of what they do now. And that's right. the whole reason they didn't make big moves in the offseason is they were clearing the way out for Otani. And they're not going to want to mess up any chance they have to get him. Now, I'm not, I don't think they really could do that necessarily um, with the trade. But I could also see them kind of saying, hey, we got guys that are injured. Uh, we like the team that we have. We're going to make the run at Otani. Let's just stand pat with the exception of maybe I still think Tim Anderson going to LA makes the most sense. But anyways, um, we'll see. Uh, Arizona, I'd love to see them add a Dylan Cease. Uh, man, a Shane Bieber, that would be phenomenal. Um, I, I don't think he gets traded either. But I don't, um, I don't 
I, I'd love to see Arizona take a big swing here at the trade deadline, go out and acquire a pitcher, maybe a bullpen guy also, and set themselves up. Because, I mean, you look at like um, yeah, uh, Pittsburgh's closer, right? And they could be right there. Yeah, go get Pittsburgh's closer. They don't need them. Okay. Uh, go, go get Colorado's closer. They don't need them. Uh, go out and get these those kind of guys. Um, add them to your bullpen uh, and and make a run at this thing out there in the West. The Dodgers, though, four-game win streak. They've been this team all year where it's kind of like they're quietly good. Like you're used to the Dodgers being good, but it's just been like, oh, all of right. a sudden, yeah. oh, wow, look, the Dodgers yeah. are good again. Yeah, <laughs> it's their starting pitching, like I mentioned, Yeah, that, uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw hurt. Noah Syndergaard should never have been allowed in the building. <laughs> and uh, Tony Gonzalez has been down as much as up. Or Urias was hurt. And yeah. And so we don't know exactly what if if he's Julio Urias like, which they've got the whole entire month of July to see if he can be Julio Urias or not. If he is and Clayton Kershaw can get back, then they really don't need to make a move on a starter. But I think they will. And they can add some guys where they don't have to dip very far into their farm system to make it happen. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. They're not going to go out and get the next um, Max Scherzer. They're going to go out and get those no. other pieces, those third guys yeah, in the that rotation. Whole thing floating like that. that Max Scherzer's on the, on, on, on the, on the trading yeah. block, not buying that either. Yeah, I, you know, you never know. I mean, you never know. A team like Houston maybe goes out and gets him. Or Texas, I mean, Texas has already proven they're willing to take big swings. Um, well, yeah. I think it would be stupid to go get Scherzer, but that's my personal opinion. Right. You know, they already have a, a, a 38-year-old pitcher who can't pitch. Right. Yep. All right. That's, we need to keep moving. All right. That's okay. the call of the pin brought to you by Righteous Felon. RighteousFelon.com. Use code BELLYUP. You can get 15% off your purchase. Let's get into our final segment, the fantasy, what do we call it? Fantasy Focus. Fantasy Focus is presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy sports, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever it is, you can find an article about it to help you out on BellyUpFantasySports.com. You can also get all of Kevin Wilson's articles on BellyUpFantasySports.com. Kevin, we're looking at it just a kind of a review of the year so far. I've got a lot of stuff in regards to our draft. I don't know what information you have, so I'm gonna let you start off, and then I'll I'll follow. Okay. You. So all right. So when I'm looking at my team, and um, the MVP of my team has to be Marcus Simeon. Hmm. He was taken in the third round, and he's a can't drop player. Anytime you can take a uh -oh. player who can't you be trade dropped him? in the third round, you hit a grand slam. Are you, you allowed to trade, trade him? You can't drop. Okay, because I traded this week. <laughs> okay. And, of course, my first pick, Mookie Betts. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. And um, just like you said, second base. Yeah, that's, but that's not the end of the story because he also is now Short qualified stop. at the shortstop <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah. outfield, second, short, also a can't drop player as you can possibly imagine. So first round pick, home run. Third round pick, home run. 
So I, I need to tell you this trade. I it, I don't think I won this trade. All right, I know that, but I this is a league that I'm really struggling. It's the one I didn't take any pitchers in, and I'm just really struggling in it. I like I got to shake things up, right? I gotta I gotta let the players know that no one's safe. So I'm gonna trade Marcus Simeon. I traded Simeon and Jose Abreu uh, to get uh, Bryce Harper and uh, Michael Garcia from Kansas City, who's a multi-position player who's been really hot as of late um, in KC. I know Simeon's better than Harper. Uh, I know he's better than Harper and Garcia together. Well, I know yeah. all of that, but it was time to shake things up a little bit, and uh, and so I made I made the move to get rid of Simeon. Okay, so if um, if Bryce Harper could get put at first. Oh, right. Right. What they've been talking yeah. about. Because all he is is a DH, which has confused me out this entire year. Did he not play a game in the outfield last year? Uh, I thought enough. he did. I thought so, too, but he's only DH qualified. Yeah. That's it. Yep. And um, in our league, it's not that big a deal because we got DH and, you know, a, a, a bench spot. Or not a bench spot, but you could put Utility. him in your lineup. Yeah, utility, utility spot, but this other league that I'm in has no DH slot, and I have oh. Bryce Harper, and so I can only put him in that utility spot and nowhere else. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that either. The only reason because he was on the waivers. At, yeah. With, at the beginning of the season, I said, "Well, crap. oh yeah, because he was injured." Yeah. And he was injured, so I went ahead, I got him, put him on my IL, and then he came back earlier than everybody thought he would. So yeah. maybe that's the guy we. If, if, if you want to talk about it, somebody that you could probably try and trade. Yeah. Except yeah, that's for, true. Because I got an offer for him, but it was a, a, a pitcher, a minor league pitcher for the Dodgers, which I wasn't going. So, <laughs> anyway, so that's that's what that is. And um, um, Zach Gallon. Yeah. If you pronounce Gian, I'm not sure. Gallon, you're right. Yeah. Gallon. Okay. Um, here's a guy. I took him with the 54th overall pick, 54, and he's a can't-drop pitcher. You talk about 54th, I took him 54th, and Spencer Strider, I took him 34th. Another can't-drop pitcher. Those two pitchers are ranked one and two in fantasy baseball. Yeah. And I got them at 34 and 54. So... I'm doing good in my draft. And I know that your dad was, you know, that day we were talking to him and he said, well, I got 14 guys on my team that I drafted and I, I counted it up. I've got the same number as he does. Nice. And uh, some of those I had to drop because they were hurt. Rasmussen and, and, and some others, Mahler guys that were out. So, you know, so yeah. even though I make 754 transactions, <laughs> I still have my core guys. So yeah. I think that um, overall, I can't be more than happy with my team, especially right now. I'm looking at my team's got 490 fantasy points. Oh, yeah. This yeah. So, you know, I'm happy. Sure. So I went through and looked. I counted 31 guys not injured. 31 guys that were drafted that are currently available in our league. Um, and again, I didn't count the injured guys. There's a whole bunch of injured guys, especially bunch. pitchers in that yeah, group too. Especially. Um, 
the highest drafted that is available in our league that's not injured was drafted number 40. So that was the very end of the fourth round. Uh, Alex Manoa. Alec Manoa. And we obviously we've talked about him before. What an absolute Even disaster. He pitched all right on Friday, but uh, I still ah, no still scares me to death. Alec Manoa basket. All right. Yeah. Uh, then drafted 69th, so the end of the seventh round, Jake Cronenworth. I, I like Jake Cronenworth. I've used him off and on. He's been a streamer for me. I bring him in when I need a first baseman and then drop him when I'm done with him, that kind of deal. He's he's not had the kind of year. He would not have had a seventh round year, that's for He's sure. the guy that, if you remember, I said, is not on my draft list. So yeah, one for Kevin. Um, in the 10th round or the 11th round, we had Jose Miranda, Alejandro Kirk, Brady Singer, and Ahmad Rosario all drafted. Four guys that are currently sitting on the waiver wire uh, that were drafted in round 11 uh, in our in our draft. Um, and then there's a bunch of guys after that, guys like Wilson Contreras, uh, Freddie Peralta, Sean Manea, Von Grissom, who some people took a shot on and did not work out. Tim Anderson's there. Giancarlo St- uh, Stanton's down there. Uh, but a lot of those guys are a little further down in the draft where you can say, you know, it's whatever. You're going to miss some yeah. down there. Not too big of a deal. Uh, I got two guys that were drafted late that uh, that we should give a shout out to. Uh, dra- draft pick 160. So that's the end of the 16th round. Uh, Nathan Avaldi. Uh, he's the okay. sixth sixth place starting pitcher in points right now. He's a horse candidate for the Cy Young Award. So that was Even a. Uh, he didn't I, pitch very well yesterday. I did, yeah, Whatever, I, yeah. There's a few pitchers that didn't pitch well yesterday, um, yeah. but <laughs> Nathan Avaldi uh, was picked late and uh, and has worked out. And then uh, draft picked at 221 in the draft, uh, the 15th place starting pitcher right now, Marcus Stroman. And I'm not a Stroman guy, but you can't argue if you draft him at 221 and he's 15th and starting pitchers. That's that's pretty good value, I would say at 221. I would have to say that <laughs> bringing it home right there and. Um, not a guy that I have either. Yeah, I would I would have picked him up if I could have. Sure. And um, I got six guys that were undrafted that are currently on rosters um, that should currently be on rosters as well. By the way, uh, Spencer Steer. He's fifth in third baseman, sixth in first baseman, eighth in outfielders. Um, well, congrats to anyone that has Spencer Steer on their team. That was a, a quality pickup. <laughs> <laughs> earlier in the right. season uh, there. Justin Turner, a guy that a lot of us didn't believe uh, in coming into I the year. Know. He's fourth and third baseman and fifth and first baseman in points this year, uh, continuing to do his job there in Boston. Uh, Isaac Paredes from uh, Tampa. He's ninth third baseman, 11th and first baseman, eighth as a second baseman. Um, he's been a phenomenal utility player. I've got him in at least one league. I might have him in two leagues. I know him. I think my dad has him in a league. I, I don't remember. Um, but he's a quality guy. It's out there that was undrafted and people found and went out and did stuff with Jorge Soler. You've talked about recently 11th, uh, in outfielders right now in points, um, again, undrafted and he's he's an all-star people people went and found him. Mitch Keller, uh, another all-star seventh and starting pitchers in points. Uh, I don't blame anybody for not drafting Mitch Keller. Uh, but, uh, congrats to those who picked him up and then Baltimore pitcher, Tyler Wells, he's 10th in starting pitchers right now. Again, don't blame anybody for not drafting them, but uh, congrats to all those who picked them up and, and made the most of them. Okay. The one guy I want to give a shout-out to is uh, um, 
the defending uh, batting champion from the American League, dude is flirting, was flirting with 400, could have been had at round, uh, pick number 74, Luis Arias. There was a lot of guys who absolutely did not believe in him, wanted nothing to do with him, and he, you know, maybe not in categories leagues, but in a points league, he is gold. Yeah. Man, I struggled with him. I traded him in one league. I had a guy who was a Marlins fan. I was like, I know I can trade him. And so I did. I I feel like he's slightly overrated, but at the same time, he, I don't know. I think he's quality in, in categories leagues too. He's not going to get you home runs, right. um, but he does get stolen bases. His batting average, of course, is really good. So that I think there's a lot of positive value to him in, in any league. He's just, he's not putting up the sexy numbers, but he's putting up good numbers for fantasy. That's right. And so another waiver guy that uh, got to give a shout out to also uh, Braxton Garriott, 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 Garriott yeah. from yeah. the uh, Miami Marlins. You know, we're talking about my, Miami Marlins, but uh, <laughs> he was he was a waiver wire guy and his last six games, 21, 26, 30, 17, 12, 13 fantasy points. He's five and two on the season. And um so 248 fantasy points in our league. You get 248 fantasy points from a waiver wire acquisition. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. That. Let's Thumbs give you a quick breakdown of what's going on in our league. Uh, the fraud currently known as Dale Stover, my dad, uh, is losing to Chase this week. Uh, dad, I need you to win this one, okay? You Help me out if you win this one. Um, Nick Macaronis and Mike Brown are in a tight battle. Uh, there then, uh, Drew Childs and Nathan Nguyen, uh, Nathan's only won one week and, uh, but he's currently leading Drew Childs, uh, Kevin Wilson, just shy of 500 points so far facing off against the defending champ, Dan D'Amico, uh, dominating D'Amico right now, uh, which is awesome. And then I've got Brennan Myers, uh, dominating him as well. I got 464 points. So, uh, we've got a fun league. I tell you, we're, we're, well, four teams make the playoffs. Uh, Dad and Kevin are both locked in, uh, and then I'm in third right now, and then that battle for fourth is is pretty tight. Uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five teams all tied at six and seven. So um, needless to say, it's going to be a fun fun final stretch, right, to get down to the, the playoffs. It certainly is. And, um, so, you know, you need some fantasy uh, news. This is a place to come. It's a competitive league, as we just mentioned. So – you're in the right spot. Yeah. The the one league that I'm not doing good in is the league I tried something different in. And uh and so for the for the sake of this show, uh I killed myself <laughs> in a league by not drafting any pitchers till the 14th round. And I will not do that again. Uh <laughs> needless to say, I've learned my lesson. It did not work. And I'll okay, tell you so, all you know, we the appreciate the sacrifice that you had to make there for the rest of us to learn from. So. <laughs> Thank you. At least, <laughs> I, at least they get something out of it. Um, <laughs> I get demoted uh, in that league to yeah. to a lower league, but I'll all right. So you know, if you take away anything, don't wait till the 14th round to take a pitcher. Yeah, take them earlier. Um, at least get you a good one. Get you a couple good ones in the first. I don't know, six rounds or so. Um, all right, so All-Star Week is here. Next week, we'll be back with an all-new show. We'll be talking waiver pickups. Uh, we'll talk about what happened in the All-Star Game, Home Run Derby, all that good stuff as well. Uh, Major League Baseball draft going on right now. I don't know if you care about it or not, but it's there. 
as well. We probably won't talk a whole lot about that, but uh, nonetheless, it'll be through as well. We'll continue to give you fantasy advice as the season goes on. Uh, Kevin, you got two uh, two articles that dropped uh, here recently. You want to tell the people about those? Okay, so the first uh, that I dropped is one that I made men- re- mention to quite often here is that is uh, high all-star sales that uh, players who are all-stars who are not, in fact, all-stars in fantasy – but if you can convince somebody that they're all stars and make a, a trade that's an advantage to you, that would be the way to go. I've got some players on there. Uh, I'll name just one: uh, Elias from uh, Colorado Rockies. The catcher is yeah. an all star. However, that's only in Colorado. You don't want anything to do with any Colorado hitters outside of Denver. So. That's just an example of a guy that you could say, look, I've got an all-star catcher. You need catching. How about you trade me your all-star pitcher, per se, and you're going to walk away much better off than the guy that you just traded him to. So that article's out there. And then I went ahead and I did a recap of uh, the fantasy first half. I I put down uh, my first half MVP, which – in ESPN leagues, you know who that is. It's got to be Shohei. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I put a little bit more thought process behind that. Just saying Shohei came up with a player who, in other leagues, is the MVP. I came up with the pitcher of the of the first half, which I was absolutely shocked to come away with the answer of Kevin Gossman. Yeah. Okay. I would never have come. But he leads. When I did the article, he was in first place in points. Yeah. In fantasy baseball for starting pitchers. So, I, I he was my pitcher. Corbin Carroll is the rookie of the year. That's a runaway. Well, and, um, read it. Don't give it all away. Okay, I won't give it all away. <laughs> but I just wanted to mention Corbin Carroll because he, he, he hurt himself. Yeah. Right? And we're yeah. like, uh-oh, he won't play. We have the all-star game. Then all of a sudden, the next day, he's right back in the lineup. Yeah. So, we he's have young, a new right? superstar of baseball. His name is Corbin Carroll. I so love Corbin that Carroll. That article's out there. So you definitely want to check that out because I have the disappointment of the year. And I think that you, Vince, will take uh, I don't maybe 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 you don't want to read it. <laughs> okay. I'll just put it to you like that because the disappointment of the year is the player that you drafted. Yeah. Yeah. So, dad dad was surprised to be listed in your article. Oh, not dad. Okay, somebody else. Sorry. Uh, so <laughs> so that's out there. And so um those two articles, of course, you know, belly up spent of uh, fantasy sports mm-hmm. and um, baseball rules and belly up at the present time on both sides. So you want to go to both sides, check out what we have and um, learn some things, do some things. And just one last fantasy advice for you is you definitely because pitchers, we don't know who where, when they're going to start next with the break. So right. definitely pay attention to that, who pitches when and where, and you have to figure that in and make sure that you don't bust, which I'm almost ready to do, the the, the limit of starting pitchers. Yeah. I think I only got three more and I'm done. Oh, man. <laughs> which, when I when I have, a, you know, 490 points, I can go ahead and do that. Yeah. But, uh, but that's the kind of thing you want to pay attention to because you don't know how they're going to set up the second half rotation. So sure. definitely look for announcements of when people are going to be starting. 
I like it. Uh, I'll have the MLB power rankings. They'll come out on bellyupsports.com. Uh, probably tomorrow would be my guess. Uh, that'll come out. And then uh, Wednesday night, me and my dad will be live right here on the Sports Stove YouTube channel. Uh, and the audio versions will be on podcast versions everywhere. We get into our college football preview. So we'll be talking Big 12 football uh, on Wednesday night. We'll talk some baseball and other things as well uh, from there also. Uh, but he's Kevin Wilson. You can follow him at Kevin six two W I L S E A. I'm Vince Stover. Right. Follow me at Sports Stove on Twitter and on Instagram. And actually, I don't know if you got in on Threads or not, but I'm on Threads also. Uh, new, I guess, new. I don't know social media platform. So uh, at Sports Stove there as well. Uh, all right, uh, we are going to head out. We will. I'm been holding on to a dog for the last 10 minutes as they broke out again. <laughs> yeah, uh, to release the hound, all right. But we survived it. I got to go lock up chickens. I got to go do all kinds of things right now. Oh, wow. Uh, but we will uh, call it a night. We'll be back next Sunday right here live with more fantasy baseball. Check out Saturday, uh, Wednesday's episode of the Sports Dope Podcast as well. And we'll be starting position breakdowns of EKU football on the and, local and, and, and just just real quick, Vince, if you can't get enough of baseball, go ahead and search for the uh, Belly Up uh, Baseball Super Show. Oh yeah, if you have not up. seen that, and uh, uh, both uh, Jared, find it on the Jared belly and up I both survived the show. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. So neither check that out on the belly up sports it, YouTube you know, bloody page. eyes or bloody noses or anything like that. So there you go. <laughs> we kept things cordial, so you might want to check that out as well. Very good. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in tonight, and uh, we'll see you next time. Until then, we'll see you around the sports stove. Everybody have a great week.